the key with SMS, especially in the United States, actually in Europe as well now, is you need to make sure that you're compliant. And what that means is just because someone gave you their phone number doesn't actually mean you can text them to your heart's content. Welcome to 2X E-Commerce, the e-commerce marketing growth podcast where you ask questions and I, Kenei, answers them. Also hear from proven marketing growth experts who are number one or number two in specialist areas of online retail marketing. So if you work in or own an online retail business, listen in, get involved, join me, and let's put some fuel to skyrocket your e-commerce growth. So on the inbound marketing strategies, how do you beat Amazon? Natural search and our search engine deposition is critical to the customer flow through the website. I personally would not have an account process interrupt checkout flow at all. My favorite customer lifetime value calculation is an easy one. It's your average order value times that purchase frequency times uh, your customer lifespan. I'm Kune Campbell. Let's get rolling. What do sophisticated direct-to-consumer brands like Colourpop, Hawkberry, and Custom Inc. all have in common? Well, they rely on Klaviyo, the growth marketing platform that powers over 25,000 online businesses. Klaviyo is supported by a dedicated team of experts, and it is a platform that processes and consumes more data than any other in the market. Clavio helps you own customer experience and grow high-value customer relationships. Right from shoppers' first impressions to each subsequent purchase, Clavio will understand every single customer interaction and empowers brands to create more personalized marketing moments. When you have a 360 view on customers, the growth possibilities are endless. Visit Clavio.com forward slash 2x to get Clavio's holiday planning guide. Remember, that is Clavio.com forward slash 2x. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the 2x e-commerce podcast show. This is Kunle, your host. And um, obviously my voice is a bit, uh, but you know, um, it's still me. Um, so just welcome. This is the podcast dedicated to rapid growth in online retail. And if you're looking to grow metrics such as conversions, average order value, repeat customers and automate these sales, you are in the right place, essentially. On today's show, we're going to talk about conversational marketing from an SMS standpoint. This is rich SMS. We've had, you know, um, guests come in the past to talk about this, but these guys have a very unique take on SMS. They work with like direct to consumer e-commerce businesses doing $10 million or more and looking to really scale from there. Um, Some of the results are ridiculously crazy um, in terms of like the impact SMS can have on your overarching, you know, marketing strategy. It's worth listening to this episode. And without further ado, I'd like to welcome Bogdan from Voxy. Welcome, Bogdan. Hey, Kuli. Thanks Voxy. for having me. Thrilled to be here. Really appreciate the time. Fantastic. Fantastic. And um, I probably haven't done you sufficient justice introducing, you know, the concept, you know, of Voxy in, in essence and yourself. Could you take a minute or two to introduce yourself and Voxy? 
Absolutely. So first off, thanks everyone for taking the time. I'm a fellow e-commerce founder, so I've been in the trenches with everyone else. I guess I started in 2014, so uh, I, I guess I'm like an old guy in the industry, it feels like these days. Uh, when I was around, Shopify Plus didn't even exist. Um, but Voxy is a conversational commerce platform. So it came out of a direct need I had in my previous business. So we were an online tuxedo rental company in the United States called Menguin, and we were really struggling to market and grow and convert our leads because our sales cycle was pretty long. So email was no longer working. I had millions of folks in our, in our Clavio flows. And after a couple of months of drip nurturing, they would just fall off the ledge in you know, two months in a six month sales cycle. And I couldn't really engage you anymore. So on a whim, we started text messaging our customers from personal cell phones, having back and forth conversations, grew the business 500% inside of two months, ran out of inventory, sold it to the founder of Men's Warehouse, worked for him for about a year and a half as his holding company CMO, continued doing this manual texting thing that we now call conversational commerce. Uh, and when I went looking for software, because my the humans kept failing, didn't exist, so I went and built Voxy. And that's what we do. We help your brand build one-to-one relationships that are behaviorally driven from 10-digit numbers at scale across millions, tens of millions of clients, leads, prospects to drip nurture and really build relationships that push them to convert, to respond, to click, but most of all, to maximize lifetime value. And we originally built this for e-com. We also now work with omnichannel retailers uh, that all have a similar problem. I have a lot of clients. I have a lot of leads. How do I stay top of mind and build that relationship so when the next competitor comes along, they don't abandon me? That's a great story. It's a great backstory. So um, just going back to the days when um, you're doing the one-to-one conversational, you know, emails, what, what did you learn? What, what really got people to respond and actually take action? I'll give you, I'll give you the original blast. I call it a blast that I did. So I had 162 folks that had given me their cell phone number and I literally sent this exact text just to see what would happen. So remember, we rented suits and tuxedos for people's weddings. Hey, Kunle, wavy hand emoji. This is Boggs, and I'm your personal stylist over here at Menguin. Thanks so much for stopping by our website yesterday, and congratulations on your upcoming wedding. I noticed you were looking at our blue suits. Quick question, is that what you want the groomsmen to wear? So notice, it's coming from my personal cell phone. It's using your name. It's introducing myself. I've got an emoji in there, but most important is I'm asking a question and I'm looking for a response, right? It's actually looking for a response. And that's the fundamental architecture mentality that we've architected at Voxy, which is if it's a conversation, it's two way. I ask only a question and he responds. And by the way, when he doesn't respond, that's technically a response, right? I didn't do a good enough job of asking you a question. Um, And that fundamentally is a big shift from I think how most brands market today, which is, I would say, I would call it the spray and pray approach, right? We'll blast everyone with a personalized email that includes their first name where we want them to click or buy, but there's no back and forth. There's no learning. There's no iteration. When I texted those 162 people, 70% of them responded within two hours saying, yeah, actually, I'm not sure if I want the groomsmen in blue. I think I want them in gray. Is that popular? Things like that. Or when will they get it? I'm really worried that if I add all my groomsmen, we won't get our stuff in time. All these questions we'd already addressed in email that they hadn't read, right? Or on FAQ. But when they had, when they were basically at a direct conduit, they could feel free to ask questions and we could build that relationship and I could customize the interaction. Mm. So, so with a tuxedo company, 
you you were talking to 162, you know, when people one to one. Now, um, with people having hundreds of thousands of phone numbers, if you send, you know, 100,000 people questions, how do you scale the response? Great question. That is literally the secret sauce of Voxy. Just yesterday was one of the busiest days. We were handling over half a million conversations at any given point in time, all automated back and forth. We've got, I call them the buzzwords, AI, natural language processing, and conversational automations. But essentially, it's we'll build these playbooks, again, that expect responses, and we'll automate the interactions back and forth, all from a variety of 10-digit numbers. Once I text Kunle from a 10-digit number, I'm only going to text him as my brand from that number. If he calls that number, we can route it to my call center or play a pre-recorded voice message telling him I'm not available to reach out at this number or whatever. But the key to all this is you get 2 million inbound responses to questions or engagements. We can automate all those. Somebody that doesn't respond gets this. Somebody that responds positive, negative, all that gets that. And we're storing all of the sentiment data. So over time, you can understand how this is impacting your business, but more so who loves my brand? Who can I reliably message about a promotion or a sale and get them to purchase so I can reliably depend on this as a revenue driver, right? Who's not engaging? Don't send as much. All these different things that we're dynamically doing through our conversation engine. So, so I picked up on two concepts there. The sure. first the first was um, playbooks, which I think are like flows. Yeah. yeah. And then conversational flows, conversational playbooks, same thing. Okay, interesting, interesting, and then um, the the second is is really the the your your proprietary way of um, you know responding to, right. to 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 people. You know, um, so is it is it learning? Is it like a self learning platform? So I'll be totally honest with you. Early on, we went like I think everyone does, and we went and tried to buy you know the standard NLP models from Amazon, from Google, from Facebook. And what we learned is none of them were really very good at actually simulating human conversation. So what we ended up doing is essentially baking our own in-house, where we leveraged certain aspects of all of theirs so that we could learn. And then we just ingested a ton of conversational data and have now built our own proprietary ones. Interesting. So, so this is SMS. Um, it's rich SMS, so you can embed GIFs. I guess you could use emojis, images, emojis. I would call, I call it behaviorally triggered SMS. And the reason for that is I send Kunle a text with a link. He clicks fourteen times or three times, and he doesn't buy. Something should happen. If he shares that link, something should happen, right? We're storing all of this data. It might trigger something. If he clicks once and buys, we should store that so we know, right? So all of these different things are occurring. So how does how does it fit in the landscape of WhatsApp, Messenger, even IG Messenger, and even TikTok? You know, um, lots of millennials are using TikTok now. Great question. So all of those are on our roadmap. So the vision that we have is the future is conversational one-to-one, but it may be different for your brand based on who it's talking to, right? From the 17-year-old female that's on TikTok or IGDM to the 37-year-old male who maybe wants to engage via SMS. So as we launch new channels over time, our goal is to send the right message at the right time via the right medium that gets your user to engage. That's an important metric because that engagement might be to buy to respond, to click or whatever. And that is the fundamental thesis that we have 
One of the things I didn't touch on is we just launched the ability to transact within message as well. So if you've bought from my brand before, uh, uh, I will be able to text you about a new product, a new SKU. And if you reply back with the trigger word, I will automatically build a card on file and create a new order for your fulfillment team to fulfill wherever that, that fulfillment needs to happen, all without your customer ever leaving the, the conversation. And the reason I just touched on that, you mentioned where we fit in the ecosystem. Now we're going to talk about my big thesis. I think as the world gets more conversational, we will see a decrease in websites as the primary storefront and conversation will become the new medium. Like you have a Shopify or a big commerce or a Woo or whatever as a place where you transact, I think conversation will become that next platform. Notice I'm not mentioning SMS, but conversation. And we want, we want to be that platform that your brand leverages across all these different mediums to sell within message. And I think that is the change that the world is undertaking and going to see. And we, we believe we're creating that. We launched SMS first because it's universal, right? Whether you're 12 years old or 90, you've got text. Now we're going to begin layering additional channels to power that. Obviously, with that same end goal, removing friction, letting you purchase. Um, and the reason I brought up you know, where we fit in the ecosystem, we will often work with our clients that are using Facebook Messenger bots or WhatsApp or email and kind of map where Voxy fits in that customer journey to drive the biggest impact, right? Usually sticky points where something else isn't working. But another big point in terms of our thesis is what I call, um, we believe that brands should own their customer communication channels. Mm -hmm. One of the big reasons we're not on Facebook Messenger, we probably won't be, to be honest with you, is all the changes they're launching, even in January, right? How many times you can have outbound messages we have brands that literally will message customers every single day because every time they message them, they respond, they click, they buy. Why would our brands not engage their fans or those, you know, that, that, that 15, 20% of their customer base that just absolutely raves about them, right? And maximize that relationship because Facebook doesn't want to let me do outbound, right? Or it wants me to limit, wants to limit me at three times per 30 days or once within 24 hours, whatever. We believe that brands should own their channels, owned communication channels. And that's what we're building as well. Uh, it's, it's down to control. And I think WhatsApp is going down that, um, 100%. that way, sadly. Okay. So essentially what you're, you, you, you have at the core is, is this proprietary machine learning Bingo. conversational engine. How, yeah. Well, that's great um, with your MarTech stack from Clavio to your CRM to whatever. And if something happens somewhere else, your e-commerce platform, something will happen in Voxy and vice versa. Okay. So you'd be channel agnostic really. Okay. Um, so let's, so we understand Voxy. Let's talk best practices. Um, so how do best-in-class clients of yours um, utilize the power of conversational marketing in, in their entire marketing you know, um, funnel, playbook um, you know, process? Great question. Um, I would say they use it really in two uh, distinct ways. The first is what I call understanding or customer learning, right? Which is I'm now talking to Kune and Bogdan and Joe and Jenny. I can now have these conversations and essentially segment them based on specific attributes or aspects, right? Mm -hmm. I can ask you what your favorite color is. 
or, you know, what your favorite pair of headphones is, whatever you might want. So I can then bucket and better personalize those interactions. So then I can better message you, right? So top of funnel, right? How do I get you from a lead to a conversion? And then I would say the second way that almost every single one of our brands is using us for is LTV maximization. Once you've bought from me, did you have a good experience? Did you have a bad experience? If you had a good experience, how can I drive more of that through product, through content? If you had a bad experience, how can I mitigate that and get you to at least a neutral, maybe even a positive, right? As quickly as possible so that my brand as a whole is continuing to delight the customer. Um, so automating things like post-purchase follow-ups, upsells, new product releases that pair with things you've already bought, right? So the first one more touched on top of funnel and abandoned cart. And the second more talked about, okay, you're on this journey with me. We all know it was expensive to acquire you digitally. How do I give you value while also maximizing revenue from the brand, right? And I think that that's a win-win. If I know that Kunle loves e-commerce, he lives in Oxford, he's interest, you know, he's a runner or whatever, right? So all these different things that I can now use to personalize content and product recommendations. Okay, so um, what e-commerce platforms do you natively integrate with now? Because that's, that's a lot of data. Where does it sit? Great question. So we integrate with Shopify, Shopify Plus, Magento, WooCommerce, BigCommerce. We also have a, uh, a commerce cloud Salesforce integration. Um, we also integrate with the variety of the ESPs from Klaviyo to Iterable. To, we even do MailChimp. Uh, and we also will integrate with a variety of the CRMs, right? So Salesforce, HubSpot, Twitter, whatever. So I would say any of the big guys that are out there, we've got integration with. And that's kind so, of so I could search for Vox in the Shopify store and find you guys. You actually, we have a private app. Yeah. Okay. Uh, private app. Okay, yeah, yeah. So you sign up with us through Voxy.com, and then from there we'd install the connect. Okay. Yeah. So, in a scenario where like um, we're selling like um, a a running, well, just a well, a, we're 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 a store for runners, so we're selling trainers, you know. Um, you know, apparel and, and the like, you know, and then there's another store that's selling, um, you know, um, you know, um, first edition books. And then there's a third store that's selling peripherals for um, Apple products, all sorts of Apple products. Now the data, each of the data important or, you know, the, the most important data, customer data required from all of them will be different. So with running, they probably want to understand, you know, um, what kind of um, pronation you have or, you know, um, you know what um, type of runner you are, you know, run at long distance. For the first edition, it'd be like, you know, what kind of books do you like? And for the Mac, it'd be like, you know, what kind of Mac? And so with, with all these data points, um, is there not a lot of customization in terms of selecting exactly what's most important for you? Cause, cause you, you mentioned something around um, step one is really collecting a lot of data. And then step two is when you have that data, you, you then, you know, um, get into the real personalized you know, marketing one-to-one based on what you know about them. So, you know, um, how involved is an e-commerce, you know, marketing person, and I'm talking on behalf of listeners here, or an e-commerce manager into, you know, getting those preferences sorted and making use of those preferences in flows? Great question. So this is where that conversational playbook comes in. So we will usually start small Kunle and kind of expand from there over time. We can get most of our brands set up in under a week. 
generally, depending on the brand and where they are, it can be even faster than that. It obviously will vary based on, you know, we have some brands that are on custom backends and things like that that take longer, but we can get most of them set up pretty quickly. And the key is you start small. What are three things or the four things that you really care about to start that will help inform a lot of your marketing? And we found that marketers as a whole are never hesitant to let us know, if I knew this, this, and this, I would be able to completely revolutionize how I talk to the customer. Great. Let's start there. And then once that data starts coming in, that can inform what we do going forward. So like anything, we're going to start small very quickly and then iterate. So we have, do, you, do you give them, do you give them options? Is it an open-ended question or would you rather give them, you know, options? So you could so funnel each option down, you know, flow or playbook. Great question. It's a hybrid of both. So depending on what they want, we will generally handle or we're looking for the open-ended if, because they generally know where they're going to be bucketed. The, the benefit of the brands we work with, they kind of already know who their customer is. They just don't know where they fall in, right, or what segment. So we'll generally be able to build an open-ended question that's looking for which segment they fit under. And then we'll have basically an unknown or, you know, uh, one that you can throw in as like a last resort, essentially, that further pushes. Uh, we have some brands that want to do the one, two, three, four. Most of our brands don't need to these days. They'll, you know... How many miles do you usually run a week and or how many kilometers are you running a week or whatever? Uh, and you know, you'll tell me 24 and we know that you fall under the sub 30 range, boom, yeah. uh, et cetera. So that's how we generally do that. Okay. Super, super interesting. Um, then the, the other question I have is in regards to timing. Um, so a lot of, um, you know, marketers, um, especially mid-tier marketers, are um, utilizing various marketing channels on the uh, the very basic. Um, they'd be doing email, Facebook ads, Facebook and Instagram ads, maybe Google ads, and um, you know, let's let's throw in um, post not you know um, push notifications. Um, when you bring SMS into the mix, or you bring you know WhatsApp into the mix, however. Um, what is the timing? What's the best timing in terms of talking to, you don't want to bombard them at the same time with, with messages and stuff like that. How how do you sort of streamline the communication in a, in a nudge rather than, you know, you know, um, rather than just in their face, pushing it really, really hard at them. I love this question. Yeah, this is, that's a really good question. Uh, One we think about and are very intentional with a lot of our clients. So one of the things I want to underscore we have the ability, if somebody clicks on a Facebook ad or display ad, anything, to bring them directly into an SMS conversation within two taps. Uh, that's in a compliant manner. And then from there, we can drip nurture. So a lot of our clients are, will deploy us. Um, say that you abandon cart and they're showing you retargeting ads across the web. If you click on one of those ads, you, we can bring you into an SMS conversation to then further qualify you to push you to purchase. Give you How do you do that? We have a patent pending. We call it inbound text. We'll give you a hyperlink that you can put behind anything that is hyperlinkable from a button to a pop-up, Facebook ad, Google ad, whatever. And then once they click it on a mobile device, we will literally bring them in. We'll also get their IP address and their geo so we know where they are within 30 feet if you want to customize it based on if you're in Oxford or Atlanta or New York. And then from there, we'll drip nurture you. Um, does that pop up their iMessenger? Uh, yeah. Okay. yeah, and it pre-populates the body of the text and one of the 10-digit phone numbers on their account. And so, but the reason I I underscore that is we're often 
helping our clients where they feel like they're struggling, right? Bogdan, I'm spending a lot of money on acquisition and my, you know, my CPA is too high or my CAC is too high, right? So we'll deploy and we'll start top of funnel. So we'll basically first do an A-B test. Okay, so you're driving folks to your site and then from there, email pop up and then you're drip nurturing. Let's start segmenting a subset of the traffic on text. Like, like anything, we're going to start small. So we'll do an A-B test somewhere and then go from there. Um, but generally where we're fitting really well, Kunle, is uh, top of funnel, abandoned cart. You've got emails. So say your first email performs really well. We don't want to compete with that. But maybe your third, fourth, and seventh in that welcome flow really struggle. We'll say, let's cut 50% of the traffic and start texting them with Voxy or cut it all together and see what happens, right? So we get this question from our brands all the time. I don't want to spam my customers across a variety of channels. So the first thing we'll do when we kick off with the client, they've generally already given us access to their ESP uh, or they've given us a branch of all their customer communication, uh, or if not, we'll work with them to make one and we'll essentially build a customer journey map. And we have our own playbooks around what we've seen work really well. And we'll work with them to recommend where we deploy to really start moving the needle. Okay. We're going to wrap things up now, but before, before we wrap up, um, you mentioned something at the start of, you know, on this conversation, which I didn't really so drill into. You said you, you mentioned 10 digit numbers. What is the relevance of 10 digit numbers? Great question. So the majority of the folks that are looking at SMS today are using, um, you know, one of the players out there that's using a five digit shared short code. What that means is it's not an intelligent number. It's basically one number that a variety of their brands are using. So if you signed up with multiple of their brands, you're going to get messages from all their brands from the same phone number. You can't respond. There's no back and forth. If I opt out from one brand from that number, I opt out from every single brand, right? It's not a personalized interaction. I view it in a lot of ways of, as spam, okay? It's, it's a, basically it's a transactional marketing notification. Usually it's an image, a little bit of body, and a link to click to buy, right? There's no back and forth. The thesis is that these 10 digit numbers, so we have a lot of intellectual property around deliverability from 10 digit numbers because they're much more scrutinized by the telecom carriers. Our deliverability is the highest in the industry when it comes to them. The thesis is if I think I'm talking to a live person or a real person on the other end, I'm going to have a completely different interaction than if I'm just talking to a, a, a phone number that basically would have otherwise told me that my Amazon package has been delivered, right? It's the exact same thing. One is using your first name. What did you think about this? Asking you questions. Whereas every other SMS player that we've seen out today is using these shared short codes. And if you respond, you get an autoresponder that says, did you want to unsubscribe? Reply with stop. For help, reply with help. It reminds me of MailChimp versus, you know, Clavio, you know, Bingo. in the SMS space. 100%. Hmm. One is intelligent. It's, it's intentional and it's behaviorally triggered. The other one is a medium, right? It's just sending I was, I was going to wrap up with this with this last question, but I have another question. What are best practices um, for retrieving for cell phone capture? You know, there's email capture pop-ups, but what, what are the best thing? How quickly, how rapidly can um, listeners build their, their, their cell phone list or SMS list? Very quickly. Um, depending on the brand, we've got a variety of ways that we recommend top of funnel. The key with SMS especially in the United States, actually in Europe as well now, is you need to make sure that you're compliant. And what that means is just because someone gave you their phone number 
doesn't actually mean you can text them to your heart's content, right? So it's all about being intentional, making sure that as you collect them, so we have our patent pending when they click, they come right in and they hit send. But if you're just having a field where it's asking for phone number, there needs to be a box that they click to check that says you may text message me, right? And with terms and conditions. I would say the easiest way for brands to grow their text message list today, based on the brands that we work with, has been a top of funnel that says, hey, sign up for our text message VIP line and get X amount off or get exclusive offers or content or whatever on site. And then off site, it has often been Facebook and Instagram ads that say, hey, you left this in your cart, chat with the specialist or product specialist today to make sure it's the right product for you. Those in particular have done really, really well to grow a list quickly. Okay, so on the Facebook ads, we're, we're big fans of Facebook ads in this um, podcast. Here. Um, are, are these link, um, are these conversion? What, what, what formats of Facebook ads, um, you know, um, resonate any, really well with? We can give you a URL to basically take them off of Facebook. You can trigger this this particular ad unit. And after this, only if you want, I can send you some, some screenshots that you can that we can have in the in the show notes or something so people I'll can put see. Put it in the show notes for sure. Perfect. Um, uh, but that's the easiest way to do it. It's the link out from Facebook. They click and we bring them right into any aspect of, 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 uh, of interacting with the, with the text. Brilliant. Brilliant. Thank you very much, Bogdan. Um, super, super useful, very interesting learning about Voxy and conversational, you know, marketing and those principles were, were, were super. Thank you so much for having me, Colin. I really appreciate the time. Cheers. And um, for users who want to follow you and um, Voxy, where's the best place for them to, 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 to start? Absolutely. So um, you guys can reach out to me uh, Twitter. I'm at, at B Constantine, or you guys can find me from the, uh, or just go to Voxy.com. And if you click the intercom button, somebody from our team will route you to me. I'm very available. Uh, uh, or if you guys want to add me on LinkedIn, you'll, you'll see my cell phone number there as well. It's just Bogdan Constantine, CEO of Oxy. Awesome. I would, I would do, I'll, I'll link to you on, from the show notes. Thank you. Uh, are, you, are you a developer yourself or? Um... Great question. I'm a self-taught developer. So I mentioned we didn't have, uh, we couldn't use Shopify from our first business, uh, Menguin. There was a lot of technology around how you manage groomsmen, track shipping. So I basically had to teach myself to develop so we could build that first website. And I was originally our CTO slash CMO. Uh, this is way pre-Shopify days, right? I wish I didn't have to do that. Um, today, we have a world-class development team that is much smarter and better than I ever will be. Uh, but I, I, try to be te- I try to stay as technical as possible, but I'm nowhere near as, as good as any of our guys. <laughs> Oh, you're a hugely clever guy, man. Um, yeah, from what I've picked up um, so far. Okay, uh, thank you so much, Bogdan. Um, yeah, we'll we'll be in touch. I'm still following you on Twitter, actually. So, um, yeah, thank, thank you. you. So Cheers. Really appreciate it. So that was a wrap on this week's episode of Two X E-Commerce. Remember, you can catch me every week, and also send your questions and comments on Twitter using the hashtag Two X E-Commerce. Keep yourself in the loop by subscribing to this podcast on iTunes or your favorite podcasting app. It only takes a few seconds, and it means you'll get the most up-to-date episodes to help you grow your online store. Do have a good one till I catch you on the next show. Bye-bye.